Every leader has problems. Increasing your leadership intensity won't fix them in a healthy way. You need an increase of clarity. From starting businesses, leading multiple nonprofit organizations, both large and small, and a full family life, Dr. Chris McAllister learned how to shift his thinking to thrive. He will help you order your internal world so you can lead your external world. Welcome to the Site Shift, lead podcast with Chris McAllister. All right. Glad you're here. And uh, I, I forget to do this. So just as a way to <clears throat> do it first, go to chrismcallister.com. That's one of each letter in the last name, M-C-A-L-I-S-T-E-R.com. And uh, there are uh, that sites dedicated to how we work with folks. And so if you're getting some value from these podcasts and you want the help that we offer, we are glad to do it. So what I want to talk about today is this idea of partnerships and relationships, and there's, there's a business application here. Uh, for some of you, you may use this for any kind of relational commitments you may want to make, but really fly at a high level at what it means to be able to understand, I only want to form partnerships, uh, business associates, uh, people that I bring on the team and make hires with or, or make relational commitments to people that know how to live from a secure core or a secure identity. And so I want to walk you through some questions that I am processing. Maybe I don't ask them directly and maybe that I, maybe I do ask them directly. Um, and a way that I'll give you to practically wrap this up at the end so that you can do the same. So I want to dive into those questions first and give you a sense of how this works for getting into a, a real depth of understanding someone. So if I am uh, interviewing somebody where you know it's a hire or if it's a business associate or team member or partner, I, I want to get into this issue. I, like I said, I may not ask it directly. And if it's a relationship, commitment. I'm going to look for these things. So um, one, do you know your pressure points and how to eliminate repeating mistakes in high pressure situations? So I, I want to know if you know yourself, what are those trigger points? When you're under pressure and your form breaks down, do you know how to recognize that and eliminate mistakes in high-pressure situations because you're a resilient person if you've always got that forward lean towards growth. Uh, And when you do, you'll learn how to use mistakes to propel you. You'll nurture momentum out of those. And for a lot of people, what they don't understand is um, what sabotages their life are lots of small choices that they're making. And these have a cumulative effect when the pressure is intense. And um, I mean, we could use an athletic analogy here. You know, when the game is on the line, life doesn't feel like that. You know, the the movie reel doesn't stop with the lights on, and somebody goes, "Okay, this is the intense moment. Dig deep." No, it just happens. Uh, something goes wrong in a relationship you value. There is an unexpected curveball you get uh, with your business or with your startup or with uh, the culture, the team culture you're building. Um, maybe there's a health crisis. Usually what happens is 
a stacking of events. And the phrase that I use is, I'm trying to develop powder keg awareness. When are those moments when it starts to feel like it's really building and that powder keg could just go off and explode? So I want to know my pressure points and I want to know how to eliminate repeating mistakes in high pressure situations. And I want to be uh, on a path with those that are the same. Two, I want to know this. This is the second question. Do they know how to recover under pressure? Do they know how to recover under pressure? Because here's the reality. That pressure isn't just going to magically go away. Um, For most people, they think, oh, I'll get all the pressure and the problem's gone, and then I can feel peace and rest, and that's never going to happen. You solve problems, new problems come about. The key is, do you know in the moment of craziness how to recover under pressure? I want to know if they know themselves and what brings them uh, emotional uh, fulfillment, how they get margin in their lives to make sure that these activities are happening. Uh, For me, I've had to change my morning routine recently because of some other circumstances in life and older kids and what it means for my afternoon. It's just changed. And so I need to make sure that in the morning I'm doing three certain things. And if these three things happen, I can approach the rest of the day like it's an adventure. And so I'm learning how to recover under pressure with a new rhythm. A new routine. I love uh, lingering meals with friends, movies, being out in nature, you know, whatever it is. I, I've got those things. You've got to find those things. And then you build time for them. You read when your life is crazy, if that's what refuels you. Third, do they know how to quickly recognize when others are being objectified? Um, I want to know, let me explain this some more. Do you know how to recognize? When you're being insecure and others just become objects to meet the insecure needs of your identity. And so if you do that, you're going to put a focus on what they can do for you. You're not clued into the fact that there's interpersonal fears at work. Uh, You're not aware of everything that's happening around that. If you want more insight on this one, go back and listen to the episode on Mastering Conflict where I go deep into what it looks like when these fears are bouncing off of each other's insecurities. Four. Can you articulate a time where you were being your own worst enemy? And what did you do to change it? So again, if I ask it directly or if I'm looking for this, I want to know that there's a trajectory of growth in their life, that they recognize what's happening when things start to, uh, to break apart for them. It's just as simple as the word awareness, that they see that, they understand it, they get it. And, you know, what do they do to change that? I want to know about growth moments that they've had. And I want to know that they can at least articulate one, especially if it's in a situation where I'm, I'm interviewing someone. But in a relationship that could be forming, uh, I'm on the lookout for it because this changes everything about what it means to, to take a journey with somebody. Uh, sadly, so much of um, self-help stuff with the relationships talks about like, you, you know, you become like the five people you spend the most time with. And then the advice is given in this sad way of saying, if you want to change, you just got to change your friends. Well, they may be in seasons where they need your support. And yes, you do need to have a pro-growth trajectory for your life. And that will oftentimes uh, either move relationships forward or, or the relationship changes. 
But I want to know that I'm, I'm connecting with somebody who is viewing things from a standpoint of growth. So now if I'm, if I'm talking to somebody that it is a possible business associate or partner or a team member or a hire, uh, I'm going to want to know two other things. So the first four apply to really all relationships, but these next two uh, really get specific with that. Um, so this would be number five. Tell me of a time you decreased your influence to step away from something you helped build or lead. Uh, everybody is involved in something that they dove into and helped make it better or something that they started. Uh, they they If they're applying for something and want to be on the team with you, there's got to be something they can point to. Um, now, here's the thing that I've noticed in working with people. You can go around the room, and when people are insecure, they cannot step away from something that they've helped build or lead. When they're secure, they can let it go on to its next iteration. Uh, so I want to get into what they've helped build or lead and how they stepped away and if they caused it to crash and burn because they needed it to only be successful if they were a part of it or if they helped nurture it beyond them. Not that it's a guaranteed thing that they could step away and be successful, uh, but I want to know what they did to try to help ensure that. And then the sixth one, sixth question is, um, I want to know if they can get aware of their frustration in leading people. So I'd word the question this way. Tell me of a time when you were frustrated with a team member and what happened so that you could lead them better or did it break down? Uh, You can't lead people well that you're perpetually frustrated with. All good leaders are going to see farther and move smarter than some of the team members at different points. But I want to know an example of how you handled that frustration well and what you did in the midst of that frustration and how you haven't handled it well. It doesn't mean you've handled every situation perfectly. This isn't a situation where I want them to feel pressure to prove. I just want to know that they're recognizing the inner workings of these things. Now, uh, here, here are some guidelines that I use. So these are the questions that I'm looking for. I want to see where their growth trajectory is at, how they're structuring their thinking, their mental framework, their routines. Uh, just some, some tips here on how to look and evaluate partner team members, relational commitments, and these are from me making some bad decisions. I mean, I'm talking about covering up present concerns, chasing the future, believing people just because they say they're going to do it. Um, worst business decision ever made was, was this. Uh, I've had people try to tie strings to me. You know, hey, I, uh, I want to help you get a new Lexus, and then we're going to do this. And you just you start to see those strings coming. You beware of the people that want to become pu- puppet masters. So here's some tips. I'm going to do some investigating. I'll say letters since I just did numbers. A, I'm doing some investigating. I'm not going to let subjectivity get in the way and my emotions run crazy. I've been there and I've done that and I should have asked more questions. Uh, A lot of people, the way they buy a house, they emotionally want it and then they use their logic to justify it. The times that I want to think fast, I need to think slow. The times that I want to think slow, I probably need to think fast. Check that book out, Thinking Fast, Thinking Slow. Uh, So I'm going to do some investigating. And if you want some help, on this, go back to improving decision-making, that podcast episode, because I give you a filter for it. B, I want to know about why they want to help or link up. I want to know their motive. And if it's a team member or associate or partner, I want to ask about it. Now, they could still be lying to me, so I'm going to make sure C, I understand clearly what they expect to get from me and what I expect to get from them. 
So specifically in, in business partnerships and, and associates and team members, I want that as clear as possible. This is what I'm doing and this is what you're going to get. This is what you're doing and this is what you're going to get. And then D, I'm going to ask somebody I trust, an advisor, a mentor. Um, if, if you are married, see if it passes your partner's test. When, when I haven't listened to my wife's concerns, um, it's hurt our family. And so I've just had to learn because of my own stupidity to go, what the heck am I doing? Not slowing down and saying, what do you think? So some of you may hear all this and need to make some changes and cut some strings or do some more homework. Um, but there is a way that as you learn to live and lead and relate out of security, that you can get a lot more intelligent and aware, not perfect, we're still going to make mistakes about the relationships that we're forming. Uh, so yeah, hope that helps. Hit me up if you get questions and uh, keep on this journey. Again, when you're relating out of a secure identity, it's going to overflow into clarity into what you're doing and you're building the party that you want to build, not trying to break into somebody else's party. And it gets to be based on these uh, different characteristics, qualities we've talked about. Thanks for being here. Peace. This has been The Sight Shift, lead podcast with Chris McAllister. Thank you for listening.